Welcome back to another episode of Good Sports Football. There's been a lot of rumors about who is going to be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And I just want to name off a few that I think would be very good additions to be the new head coach of the Cowboys. Number five, or number 10, we're going to start with 10 people that could be good to be the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Jim Harbaugh. Now, Jim Harbaugh is one of the, one of very few select coaches to have success at the pro level and the college level. Uh, He's led Michigan to at least 9 to 10 wins each season, even though they can't win the big one versus Ohio State. They play Alabama in the bowl game this later on this month, I believe, or in January. Um, I think that's going to be another rough game for him. I do believe that there's a possibility that they fire him. And uh, I think he would be willing to come back to professional football, but my only thing with Jim Harbaugh is I don't think he's going to be a yes man to Jerry Jones. I think that's why Jason Garrett has made it so long. Is because, you know, it's difficult to be a coach in, in the NFL whenever your owner is trying to control almost everything you do. And do I blame Jerry for that? No, absolutely not. I can't say that I wouldn't want to have a lot of to do with the team that I own also. I would probably be pretty involved. But coaches coach, players play, and owners own. I think that's something that Jerry Jones is going to have to kind of think about. When looking for the new head coach, he's going to have to let this guy, you know, He's going to have to let him do his job. You can't just badger him like you did Jason Garrett because it didn't work. Number nine, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera was just fired from the Carolina Panthers staff. Uh, He had a winning record in Carolina only by, I think, four or five wins, but he did have a winning record. Uh, he was given a lot of the success for Cam Newton. They run a very power running, you know, we're going to run it to death and then play action it on you. So very similar to what Jason Garrett's been running already, but in a more consistent manner. Um, he's made McCaffrey one of the the best running backs in the NFL, arguably one of the best, I think probably the best running back in the NFL. I think the only other one that could be considered better than him is possibly Saquon, but he's had a little bit of a down year. I think Ron Rivera would be a nice addition for the head coach, but once again, I don't think he's the yes man that Jerry Jones is looking for. I do think he'll have success coaching somewhere again, but 
I'm not sure if Dallas is the right fit for him. Number eight. The Cowboys don't fire Jason Garrett and they keep him. Now I know what you're saying. It's time for Jason Garrett to go. Sometimes it's not the case. Although the players do seem like they're ready for a change and they're not really kind of playing for Garrett like they should. Uh, nobody knows the system better than Jason Garrett. He's been there for, what, 10, 11 years? This is his 11th year, I believe. Uh, nobody knows these players as well as him. He brought almost all of them in. Uh, he helped create this very young, talented roster. Um, don't get me wrong. You know, he's kind of, to me, he's like Marvin Lewis. You know, he can win all these games, but he can't win that big one you need, like in the playoffs. Or he just can't get you there. But at the end of the day, I believe a lot of that has to go on to the players. There's been a lot of controversial calls over the years involving the Cowboys. Like uh, the Green Bay game, the divisional playoff game a couple years ago. Des Bryant's catch. The NFL finally announced after four or five years that it was a catch. I believe it was a catch also. Uh, but... You can't change it. You can't change how the ruling on the field was called. It's time to get over that. I'm sure everybody's over it already, but some people aren't. But that being said, Jason Garrett knows these guys better than anybody, and he is Jerry Jones' yes man. But I highly doubt that he'll be there next year. Number seven. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer practically reinvented the spread offense whenever he was at Florida. He made Tebow into a star at the University of Florida. Went to Ohio State and had a lot of success there with Cardell Jones and JT Barrett and other quarterbacks. Terrell Pryor. Uh, one of the most winningest coaches in college football history. I think a college offense would be good for Dak. I think he would have a lot of success. Um, me personally, I think it's a great fit. But once again, Urban Meyer is one of those guys that kind of likes to have total control of his team. And Jerry Jones is one of the people that also likes to have control. And I think they may butt heads a little bit. Number six, although he's still the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think Doug Marone would be a pretty good fit for Dallas. That being said, 
Uh, I think Doug Marone is a very good defensive coach, and I think Dallas has a very young defensive core that is very talented. Uh, uh, to me, they have one of the best duo of linebackers in the NFL with Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch whenever they're both healthy. Their secondary is very underrated with Byron Jones and Chidobe Awuzie and Jordan Lewis and all the other players they have in that system. I think Xavier Woods is a pretty good safety. Uh, it would have been amazing if they could have got Jamal Adams, but uh, the Jets wanted a pretty hefty price tag on that. Understandably so. Jamal Adams is a game changer in the league. He's definitely a difference maker. With that being said, I think Doug Marone could make a very good coach. Uh, that, it wasn't but just a few years ago, he had Blake Bortles at quarterback and led the team to an AFC championship versus the Patriots, which they had the chance to win. I mean, they had a healthy Telling Smith and a Jalen Ramsey and all these people, but I think Dallas could be really well for Doug Marone. I think it could benefit very well. Number five. Nick Saban. Now, Nick Saban is the highest paid coach in college football. Um, I believe he makes a ludicrous amount, like I think 20 mil a year at the University of Alabama. There's been a couple rumors saying, you know, he may want to try to give a shot back at the professional level again. For those of you who don't remember, he did coach the Dolphins at one point in the time for one season, I believe. Um, it, was, it was not very pretty, but... Nothing really about the Dolphins organization over the past decade has been okay. They've had plenty of talent on the team, and they kind of squandered it, the opportunity to build around that talent. Uh, I believe Tannehill's showing that now. Tannehill was, led them to a wild-card playoff berth and a division that solely runs through New England. And they had all these years to get them an offensive line and never did. Number five. I think that there's a very good possibility of Pat Shermer coming to Dallas if he is fired from the Giants he's a little bit of a yes man he could be that yes man for Jerry Jones but he's got a very smart mindset when it comes to offense uh, he led the Vikings to an NFC championship as the offensive coordinator with Case Keenum uh, they were very talented that year. He Case Keenum was considered fourth or fifth in the MVP running. He works very well with a lot of the offensive lines and 
to work with the best offensive line in football. I can't see any harm coming from Pat Shermer being hired. And I've always thought that to have a great mindset for offense, you have to understand how defense works. And I feel like as great as he is offensively, I'm sh he, I think he can work with that defense. Um, that being said, I think it would be a very interesting choice. Uh, I think it would work out very well. Offensively, I think the offense would definitely prosper from it. But that being said, I think Pat Shermer would be a very good fit for Dallas. Number five, or four, I don't remember where we're at. Tony Romo. Um, Tony Romo wowed a lot of people whenever he was predicting what plays they were fishing to run in the AFC Championship, I believe it was, last year. Um, Tony Romo's got a very, very smart mindset when it comes to football. Uh, most people that play quarterback in the league do have a very good mindset for the game. Uh, he knows the system in and out. He worked with Jerry Jones for years. Um, I think he could definitely help Dak a lot, even more than Kellen Moore has. And I think Kellen Moore's done very well for Dak. Uh, he's got him leading the league in passing yards. Um, but I think Romo could make a very good, if not a head coach, a very good coordinator. But we'll say Romo for number five. Number four, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore's been there for a year as the offensive coordinator now. He's got Dak leading the league in passing yards. He's thrown. He's on pace for a career-high amount of touchdowns and interceptions also, but that's to be expected whenever you're taking a lot more shots downfield. Although it seems to be that he's gotten out-coached, as an offensive coordinator during the big games. Um, it's his first year as an offensive coordinator in the league. He's a former quarterback in the Cowboys system. Um, I think Kellen Moore is a very good offensive-minded guy. I wouldn't see a problem with him being the head coach, but... I don't see it very likely. I think Jerry Jones is going to look for someone a little bit more experienced. So, yeah. I think that he'll be looking for somebody a little... That has a couple championships under his belt. Number three. We'll say that here's the thing. Eventually, you have so many chances to win a championship before the team considers just 
completely given up for you. Um, I think that is the case when it comes to the Houston Texans. When it comes to the playoffs this year, I think Bill Bell or Bill O'Brien will be a little bit on the hot seat. I like Bill O'Brien as a coach. Uh, I think he could be pretty decent for the Cowboys. I think he's kind of established him that you know he can be a coach at the professional level. That being said, I think Bill O'Brien would be a nice fit. He's turned Deshaun Watson into a, an amazing quarterback. He's very good in the media. And to be America's team, I think you have to have a coach that's very good with the media. Can't have someone like Belichick. <laughs> but number three, I would say, is definitely Bill O'Brien. Number two. Gary Kubiak. Now he is the offensive assistant coordinator slash advisor for Minnesota. He's completely revamped their run game with a okay, decent offensive line. Their offensive line's not amazing. He's just made it look a lot better than it is. Uh, he's one of the masters of the zone run. One of the amazing people with his own power run. And I think they need to kind of get back to that. I understand they're trying to, you know, let Prescott show he's worth all this money. But at the end of the day, yes, Troy Aikman was an amazing quarterback. But you knew that it was Emmett's team. You knew that if you needed a touchdown, Emmett was going to be the guy behind the great wall of Dallas that you were going to probably give it to when it came to third and goal on the one yard line. And I think, you know, even though the passing game is elevated a lot more since then, and I think it's kind of the future of the NFL, uh, you have to, you have to go with what you got. And, uh, I think they have the best offensive line in football. When they're all healthy, I think Ezekiel Elliott is a top three running back in the NFL. And I think they need to get back to that, you know, hey, we're going to run it down your throat and we're going to be damn good at it, like Baltimore is this year. Number two. Or no, number one. Tom Coughlin. Uh, he is the offensive advisor for Jacksonville. Uh, he's got Leonard Fournette fourth in the league in rushing. He used to coach the New York Giants for years, led them to several division titles and a couple Super Bowls, two of them against the Patriots. Um, he's a little bit of a defensive guy. He had Strahan with the sack record and OCU Menorah and Justin Tuck and 
Pierre Paul. But I think Tom Coughlin is definitely underrated as an offensive coach. And if I'm so if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm gonna look for somebody with an offensive mindset because I want my offense to show up in these big games. I know my defense can play. Uh but you get tired of you know you know, putting up forty points on these teams that you know are not very good, like Miami and the Jets and even though they lost to the Jets or you know, like just teams like that. And then Whenever it comes to the games versus New England or Green Bay, you can't you can't do anything. Um, Tom Coughlin is a personnel guy. He'll put in whoever he has to put in that to win that game. And I think that wouldn't be such a bad idea. I think he did wonders for Eli Manning. Now, Dak and Eli are a little bit different, and I think a college offense would be better for him. That's why I think Urban Meyer would probably be the best. But they will also have to get over that fact of Jerry Jones as the owner. Now, the Cowboys' head coaching position is... A pretty good job if you get it. Because, I mean, let's face it. The NFC East is... Really, there's only two teams. Unless the Giants, you know, come out of nowhere next year with a new head coach. And they prosper very well from it. And they upgrade the offensive line. Get some better wide receiver help. But... There's really only two teams competing for it right now. That is Dallas and Philadelphia, and I don't think that's going to change for the next two to three years. I'm going to say two. I say the Giants kind of try to get back in it in the next two years, but Washington, oh, their their general manager is terrible. They don't draft very well. I don't think very highly of Dwayne Haskins. I think he's a bust. I loved him in college, but I think Washington wasn't exactly the place he needed to be. They refused to play pay Trent, Trent Williams. I would love for him to go to Minnesota. I think it would be great for him to play in the NFC North and show that he's still one of the most dominant left tackles in the league versus amazing pass rushers in that division. But whoever does end up with this head coaching position will have to understand that, you know, Jerry Jones is going to want a lot of control in this team. Uh, I think that's where him and Jimmy Johnson butted heads. You know, at the end of the day, Jimmy Johnson won, what, two Super Bowls? And was damn good as a head coach, but him and Jerry Jones butted heads. There's been a lot of rumors about, I think this one's kind of funny, but I believe it was Bleacher Report or Total Pro Sports one that made an article 
rumoring about Andrew Luck playing for the Las Vegas Raiders next year. And I just, I kind of laughed at it. But if it did happen, and I'm the Indianapolis Colts, I'd be extremely pissed off. Especially how we treated you and we even let you keep all that money that you were guaranteed on the contract. They let him have his whole contract. Whenever Andrew Luck retired, their way of saying thank you for everything that you did for us was, hey, we're going to give you all that money, man. You you kind of brought our franchise back to life when we were struggling after Peyton Manning, and you know you did that. And they let him keep that whole entire contract. All that money was his. Now, <laughs> I don't think it'll, it's a possibility. I think Andrew Luck is serious about retirement. I think he is just absolutely you know, tired of spending every offseason in rehab. Oakland's offensive line is not terrible, but I don't think it's as good as the Colts is now. And <laughs> I think the only way you could even consider him coming out of retirement is for twice as much as what his contract was in Indianapolis. I do think Oakland will be in the market for a quarterback in the draft this year, possibly in the off season. I think uh, a lot of people don't think, but uh, I think Cam Newton could be a pretty good prospect for the Las Vegas Raiders. Bright lights, big city. You want somebody with a little bit of experience. Cam Newton has that. He's went to a Super Bowl before. He's, I still think he can play at a very high level. Uh, we'll go ahead and say Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton... And we'll go with a little crazy one here, but Andy Dalton or Marcus Mariota could possibly be guys John Gruden looks at next year because I think they're kind of done with Derek Carr. But I would personally like to see them wait to draft a quarterback and possibly go for Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft. Because I think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback to come out of college since Andrew Luck. Um, Lamar Jackson was very great. Has been very great. Don't get me wrong. But let's face it, Andrew Luck was... Andrew Luck was amazing. The dude played, what, four or five four whole seasons... And had more passing yards than Troy Aikman did his whole career. Every year that he played a full season, they won at least 10 games. They made the playoffs. Andrew Luck was just what you wanted in a quarterback. He was everything you wanted in a quarterback. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is that. I 
I think in this year's draft, there's a couple good ones. I'm pretty excited to see Utah State's quarterback, Jordan Love. If you compare him and Justin Herbert's stats, who's considered one of the number one, number two quarterback in this year's draft class, uh, they're very similar, even though Herbert's had a down year. Now, I do think they should take the Mahomes approach and let it Jordan Love sit for a year for whoever drafts him. But I think Jordan Love is a pretty good quarterback, and I would like to see him thrive at the next level, given he goes to the right system. I think Joe Burrow is probably going to end up going to Cincinnati. Number one. Unless Cincinnati's just taken on Tua. Uh, me personally, I would like to see Tua go to Cincy, but that's because I don't want to see Joe Burrow go to terrible Cincinnati team. I wouldn't mind going and watching Joe Burrow go to Miami because I think Brian Flores will be a good coach for Miami. There's a few teams I think could be shopping for quarterbacks this offseason. Uh, the Chargers, Detroit, Oakland, Carolina, Chicago, Miami, Cincinnati, obviously, Tampa Bay. And here's a sleeper one, but uh, Dallas and Atlanta. You never know, folks. Jerry Jones could surprise us all and just say, hey, Dak's not our guy we thought he was. The NFL is a very unpredictable place, and at the end of the day, it's still a business. And you have to do what's right for your team. Uh, I think Dak Prescott has all the leadership abilities. I think he does need to work on some of his mechanics a little bit. And uh, I don't think he's not clutch because, I mean, he holds, what, 15, 16 primetime wins? And that's one of the top most since coming into the league for him. I believe he's second or third in that. I think Brady's number one since that came into the league still. But my quarterback rankings for this year's draft are Burrow, Herbert, Tua. I think Tua could jump to number two, but we have to find out what's what's going to go on with his hip injury and his surgery and everything. But Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Jordan Love. And then I'm a really big fan of this Jacob Eisen kid from Washington. Um, I think the head coach of Washington is pretty well off, even though he's put in his resignation. 
there's also been, what is it, the coach of, shit. He's the future coach of Florida State. I can't call his name to save my life. I just read about it the other day. To try to bring Florida State back into the ACC. But maybe when I remember here in a few minutes we'll talk about him. But I can't remember his name to save my life. I think it's been a very interesting season so far. I've had a lot of people tell me to do a predictions for my Super Bowl picks. Uh, that being said... I think it's kind of obvious. I think the AFC runs through Baltimore. The NFC, I'm not quite buying San Francisco like everybody else. I understand they're playing at a very high level and they have the number one or number two seed right now. But I still think the threat of the NFC is New Orleans, Seattle, or Green Bay. Uh, I just think, you know, I would take experience over what they have right there in San Fran. But San Fran continues to surprise me. I thought New Orleans was going to win that game, and San Fran pulled that one out. It was a very good victory for them. Along with the Chiefs and the Patriots. Uh, I did predict the Chiefs would win. And it was a rather closer game than I had thought. But New England's got three games that are quite fairly easy for them. Their next three weeks. Let's see, I think it's Buffalo again. Cincinnati and Miami again. The Buffalo one was a little tough for them the last time, but I think it'll be a little different this time. I still think Buffalo makes the playoffs. I think Pittsburgh sneaks in there. Honestly, I think the playoff picture, how it is now, all the teams that are in it right now are going to stay there. Uh, I think Minnesota wins the NFC North. And ends up possibly pushing for a second seed, but I think it's highly unlikely. I think there'll be a third uh, Green Bay will probably be a fifth. I think the Saints and the 49ers will be a one and a two seed. I think Dallas still makes the playoffs, but they'll end up playing, I believe, the whoever plays fifth seed. But I think everybody that's predicted to be in the playoffs right now, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Houston, Baltimore, Kansas City, New England, I think they all make that. Um, Actually, the Houston one is up for grabs right now. I think there's a very good possibility Tennessee takes that. I would like to see Mike Vrabel get into the playoffs. I'm a very big fan of Tennessee's head coach, Mike Vrabel. 
I think he's a wonderful, done a wonderful job for Tennessee this year. I think it took a lot of guts to bench Mariota for Tannehill, but it has paid off. Uh, that being said, I believe they would end up playing Buffalo, and that would be a tough game to win, but I think Tennessee could win that game. I think they could win it a little bit more, and I think Houston could win it. But that's just because all the injuries on Houston's defense and their pass secondary being so bad. But my Super Bowl predictions for Miami this year are Baltimore versus Seattle. Um, I think that Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson are playing at a very high level. Russell Wilson continues to find ways to win games. And I think that Baltimore is just – no one can stop Lamar Jackson at this point right now. Now, it's like that every year. There's always that one guy that you can't stop. 2015, it was Cam Newton. year after that, it was, what, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. I think it was Matt Ryan. Then the year after that, it was – who the hell? Deshaun Watson. Then it went to Mahomes. Then it – now it's Lamar. Now, I try to figure out who I think the next person will be, quarterback-wise, who you can't stop. I'm going to name off five people who I think will be that person next year you won't be able to stop. Number five, Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater has established that he is a starting quarterback in this league. I think given the right team and staff, he could be a very good quarterback at this league. I think Chicago is probably the perfect fit for him, but I think they really want Cam Newton. So Teddy Bridgewater at number five. Number four. I think it could possibly be Josh Allen. Josh Allen has played lights out football this year. I think you give him a little bit more help offensively, wide receiver-wise. Maybe a brand-new tight end in the offseason somewhere. Better offensive line, and Buffalo may be in business. I think, personally, I would like to have a better running game. I don't – Frank Gore is definitely defeating father time. With that being said, you have to know when, you know, when it's helping you and when it's hurting you. And I think Frank Gore taking away carries from Devin Singletary is hurting him. But I do think Devin Singletary needs to split carries with somebody. So, give them a few more pieces in this year's offseason in the draft, and I think they you could be talking about Josh Allen. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. He's played quite well this year. No one's really been talking about him as much as we had hoped for. I mean, he's always been that guy 
that you had to try and game plan for every single time you play him, but you just can't. You can't because Aaron Rodgers does these amazing, incredible things that no one's ever seen. Because, like, the Hail Marys or just the way he throws the ball from different arm angles is amazing. So Aaron Rodgers at three. Number two, Kyler Murray. There's been a lot of people that uh, after year one, they kind of took that next step. Uh, I think if you give him a better offensive line and a few more offensive weapons to throw to, a new running back, I think they've kind of squandered the opportunity with David Johnson or maybe David Johnson was just a, a one-year wonder for David for Bruce Arians. If that's the case, I think David Johnson should go to Tampa and play for Bruce Arians again because <laughs> their run game is non-existent. But Kyler Murray at two. Number one. I may catch a lot of heat for this. But Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew's played exceptionally well. He, Jacksonville is still in the hunt. For the AFC South. They are not out. It's just. You know. They can still fight. For that last wild card spot. But. I don't think they get there. I think they need a few more offensive weapons. But. Gardner Minshew has a bright future. If he is going to stay the starting quarterback. For Jacksonville. I like him a lot. And I think Gardner Minshew will be in that discussion of people for next year of quarterbacks that you, no one can stop. There's always one every year. Lamar Jackson's this year's. Patrick Mahomes was a year last year's. I'm Josh Good. Thank you for listening. I'll be back with another episode hopefully soon. Probably Saturday. My predictions for the game tonight is Baltimore will win, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I think Baltimore wins by probably 10 or, or 13. I think they're playing at too high of a level right now, and they're trying to clinch that home field advantage over Kansas City and other teams. Uh, I think Baltimore dominates the Jets tonight, and it's not pretty. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson throws... For four touchdowns and over 220 yards uh, with only 60 yards rushing, if that. 60 or under yards rushing. But I do think he goes for 220-plus yards passing and three or more touchdowns. If the Jets want to win this game, Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell have to be there and they have to play. Period. The end. Le'Veon Bell has to show why that he went to the Jets and he has to play well. I'm Josh Good. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Sports Football. I will be back Saturday with predictions for the weekend's games. See you later.